Hello, everybody, and welcome to Basically the Deal on Movies. I'm Paul Bass, and this is Stan Kmet with me. We are in our fourth episode. We take movies and popular culture, and we comment on them from a Christian perspective. Not just Christian movies. We take movies that are at the regular, good old-fashioned theater and give you a little perspective on it, our opinions, our education, and we put that together and talk about that. We'd love for you to join in the conversation, to comment below as this is posted on social media. Also, go to patreon.com BTD movies and you will see past episodes and catch up, if you will. And these are the episodes that are on Patreon will be the edited versions with the little bit of a with the little intro and the outro. And these are the ones that are going out. In Tallahassee and beyond, and you're good you're at going that. On Channel 45 you're good in Tallahassee, at that. so yes. and Channel 239, 239 on cable in Tallahassee, and we pray that it will be soon in other places. But like I said, we're in our fourth episode, and Stan, what do you have for us today? Well, my good friend, my little French friend, <laughs> I have some movie one-liners. You have to guess. The, the title of the movie, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes, and you tell me where it's from. Okay. You can tell me who's in it. Okay. That would be a bonus. Could be some popcorn in your future. Normally, I am an expert unless you give me a uh, Groucho Marx movie. Okay. okay. All right. Bob looks out, and he says, uh, looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately, Peter. So Peter says, I wouldn't say I've been missing it. <laughs> No idea. It's from a movie called Office Space 1999. Wow, wow, okay, yeah. Okay, this is an easy one. Right. Cold favorite, by the way, (laughs) that movie. And when I first saw it, I just, I said, what? You know, but other people have just really taken to that movie. All right, this is an easy one. Get out of the way, son. You're using up my oxygen. No, no. Jack Nicholson. One flew over, over the, the cuckoo's, cuckoo's nest, nest. 1975. Right. Zero for two so okay, far. Okay, keep trying. All right. Here's an easy one, okay? This is, I'll tell you, it's from an animated picture. Bob says, this isn't a graduation. My son's moving from fourth to fifth grade. It's a ceremony. His wife is objecting. He says, it's psychotic. They keep creating new ways to celebrate mediocrity. I am stumped again. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys know? Type it in there below. Stan's going to tell us the answer right now. Craig T. Nelson, The Incredibles. Incredibles. Okay. All right. I have to give you an easy one, for goodness sakes. You know, Craig T. Nelson's voice from the first one to the sequel got a little more gravelly. I'm just going to say. Yes. Yes, it did. Okay. Go ahead. All right, picture you're in a detective office, and John is reading a newspaper. He says, hey, Peter, what do you make of this? Peter says, why, I could make Make a a hat hat or a brooch. A pterodactyl. (laughs) Airplane. Airplane. 1980. All right, here we go. I got one. I'm going to mark it down. These are two women at the mall. All right, this is a shopping thing. So one says... We need a little less forever 21 and a little more suddenly 42. 
Forever 21, looking at uh, bankruptcy issues right now. <laughs> so uh, maybe they were right. What? I don't know. All right. It's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler from Sisters. Okay. Didn't I, see it. So I like that. I think I get a pass on that one. I, we need a little less for Forever, Forever 21, 21 and a little more Suddenly 42. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, hold on. All right. Just got a couple of church, church bloopers. Oh, man. Remember in prayer the many who are sick of this church and our community. <laughs> Don't let worry kill you off. Let the church help. Wow. And here's the last one. Applications are now being accepted for two-year-old nursery workers. Nice. Wow, starting young. <laughs> yes. I tell you. All right. We're going to have right. to work on this, Paul. You, I know. I, well, I'll have to get some easy ones or something. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed of this. But uh, great job. Thank you for bringing those. And, um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll hit you up with some in the near future okay. and see if I can okay. get you back. Okay. All right. So tell us about any, uh, any movies that you well, saw this weekend. Well, uh, went to see Overcomers. Yes. And, you know, that's kind of the heart of who we are. It was interesting because I was watching CTN, mm -hmm. and one of the big-name pastors who preaches in Central Florida okay. came out and said that Christian movies are awful and that uh, the only one he knew of was God's Not Dead, and he mocked that mm. and basically... Just they were all cheesy and the quality was bad. So wow, I want to respond to Overcomers is an Affirm Films. Remember we mentioned yes. them mm -hmm. and the Kendrick Brothers. Of course, they do everything right, direct, and act. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is a drama about people who overcome. And Mr. Kendrick is the basketball coach, mm -hmm. and the, the poor town has a problem with the steel company it goes under and he loses most of his key players for the basketball team hmm. and so now everyone is leaving the town they're leaving town okay. right and he has now been pulled in to be the cross-country coach okay which of course he hates running and knows nothing about and he has one girl to work with the only one who shows up for the tryouts, and her name is Hannah Scott, and she has asthma. Mm. And that's kind of the beginning of the story. Uh, Mr. Kendrick is improving as an actor. Mm. You know, he's improving. Uh, but Hannah and some of the other folks, it's a very diverse group of Afro-Americans and folks from the town. But Hannah is the, the racer, and she actually becomes the star of the, of the movie. And she uh, has been separated, and her grandmother is raising her. And she doesn't know if her father's alive or dead. The grandmother says that he's dead. But, of course, through the movie, she meets his, her father, mm. and they reconnect. Um, the, the story is an in-your-face Christian movie. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not subtle in any yeah. way. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> you know, you could... Yeah, I was thinking, well, of course, they're praying, but instead of just having a silent, they all pray, mm -hmm. you know, which, which is good. It's definitely in your face. But yeah. it's, it's a story that kind of stays together, mm -hmm. and it's really a, a dr dramatic story. Uh, and he's being asked constantly, who are you? 
And he says, well, I'm coach and I'm a husband. But the question is, are you really a Christian? Mm -hmm. And he realizes that maybe he's missed the boat in that area, mm. which is good. Uh, the deal of salvation is there. Uh, Hannah gets saved and a very dramatic scene. Um, but it, the story is really good. Mm -hmm. it, it really kind of hangs together. It's about redemption. And, and it, everyone in the movie basically overcomes their situation. Yeah. So I don't want to give too much oh, sure. about the ending, but it, it really hangs together nice. I was impressed. And uh, it, it's a good picture. We, okay. we enjoyed it, and it touches your heart. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, there, um, there are shades of a Kevin Costner movie there. The, Kevin Costner did a movie. I can't remember. It was, I think it was the name of a county in, in Texas or in Arizona, if I remember. And he was a football coach, and then he got moved over to another school and got demoted, so to speak, to cross-country. And he right, he ended right, up. Do you right. did you see that movie? No, I okay. did not see that. Well, there's shades of that where with the uh, the struggles with the coach there. So I wanted to bring that out. And uh, that movie that you mentioned, Overcomers, is still at the theater. I wonder how it's doing. Have you looked at? Well, up? the theater was packed. Good. When when we were there, it was my, my wife and I went, and it was yeah. packed. Great. There's, there's only a couple of seats left, and we Great. we got them. So. All right. Well, this week we also have another T-shirt to give away. So we Do have it. an Overcomers T-shirt. All right. So comment below on our Patreon page, on Facebook page, and we will pick from those comments. We'll pick a winner, and then That's great. we'll send that out to you. If you will, give us your address where we can actually send it. And there it was you. a winner to our two tickets and the popcorn. That's right. So uh, Yes. So very good. All right. Well... Okay, well, one of the things I wanted to talk about this week, and then we'll get to something that you brought up, that you're going to bring up, is, is liaisons, okay? And so, you know, we, you know, I'm reading a book right now about a man who works for the CDC, and, and every now and then the World Health Organization calls him over. And it sounds like a really boring book, but he's, he, he investigates disease outbreaks, okay? So he's got these, this liaison who mm -hmm. meets with him, and it's kind of like that in-between person who takes him around and, you know, helps him out. Well, Hollywood has liaisons, okay? And one of them is... Uh, there's people, who, there's this effort that happens throughout Hollywood to change the direction, okay? And I think in the future, I'm going to talk about a man named Hayes, who was hired in the 1920s, who was brought in to clean up Hollywood, so to speak. And so he was the, the family, the, the Midwestern uh, liaison with Hollywood. So there's mm -hmm. also... We had smoking became a thing for television where they said, you know what, we need... So there, people were hired to, to speak to Hollywood and, and, and lobby with them, if you will. Hey, let's change this. And remember, so they stopped portraying so many people smoking on TV and Joe Camel went away. And, you know, they weren't allowed, you know, even from when I was young, they weren't allowed to put commercials on TV. Right. So then there was the... Um, there is a, uh, well, at the time, 2006, it was called the Gay and Lesbian Liaison. I don't know what the name would be at this point. It may go further into descriptives. But this is a person who was to go onto the set of movies, read their scripts, advise the producers on portraying 
the lifestyle in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is a job that, you know, and I used to have the job description, and I, I don't have that, I can't get hold of that right now, but now um, we also have this movement for, for girls in movies to be portrayed positively, and not just positively, but as mathematicians and scientists. Scientists, yes. Because we, you know, we came to this point where they said, you know, more boys are going into that field, going into the science field. So they want to start manipulating, if you will, kind of tweaking it a little bit by, by if you look, Wonder Park, if you, just so many of the oh, characters yeah. in these cartoons, the little girl is a math genius, you know? And it's, you know, I mean, it's great, it's cute, it's fun. There's nothing, you know, terrible about it. It's just the way that they do that in Hollywood. So what about what about the Christian liaison? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you know, several years ago I spent a lot of time in Hollywood and uh, met a lot of people and I would actually go to the Bible studies and Hollywood Presbyterian and some of the other churches. Mm -hmm. And I met a man named Ted Bear um, and I believe he had tagged himself as a liaison to Hollywood to kind of help uh, the image of Christians in film. Mm -hmm. Obviously that was a big job because yeah. that portrayal is pretty rough. But there was also a man named Larry Poland, uh, movie media, he was doing kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they're still doing that. I know Movie Guide with Ted Bear is still going and very right. active, but uh, I had dinner with Ted and he was saying that that's kind of what he tries to do is to be there and say, hey, you know, you're portraying Christians as, um, right, as right. Evil, evil people here. So Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about something, another type liaison, and I don't know if there is one out there, but I will say I'm going to give a props to uh, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, who Marky does Mark a lot of movies which have a positive portrayal. I'm going to talk about police officers, okay? okay? Let me give you some statistics here, Florida statistics. This is from the Florida Statistical Analysis Center, FDLE, mm. all right, from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. 2008 to 2018, 34 officers were murdered feloniously. You know, they were purposely murdered, uh, killed, and 74, um, seven. 74,688 were assaulted hmm. or attacked, okay? So 28 officers of these 34 were 25 years to 44. So they were, they were young, probably family, most of them wow. family members, you know, in the prime of their life, okay? Most had fewer, you know, than 14 years experience. So with that, I say, where is the police liaison right, right, right. maybe there is but why are we getting these portrayals well we have this problem not just florida those are just statistics for florida but where are those where are those liaisons to turn tweak the movies the message from hollywood to start portraying our law enforcement in a positive way because what we're what we've been getting and what we've seen is what the total they make mockery of the police and they the, the good guys are the robbers right and the killers and the police are sort of dumb and stupid and it's we're kind of going back to the keystone yes. cops yes. if you will you know and uh, they're they're dumb they're 
crooked. They're you know, and right. so we have this this thing with um, people attacking police, and the the media is not or are not doing a lot of favors on that. So that's just my cry, my call out there is for us to hope and pray for, first of all, pray for the police officers who are out there just with their lives on the line, helping us, and then can we get more movies right. where we can portray them? And you know what? And the Kendrick brothers, they did it. Yes, they did. You know, with Courageous. Courageous. And you know the old-time Westerns, the sheriffs were the good guys. Yeah, yeah. And that has changed, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. Yeah. All right, well, that's what I've got for you there. I hope that uh, we can start seeing more like that. Like I said, Marky Mark, I have to, Mark Wahlberg has done a lot. He's had, he's, he's going through sort of a, I don't know where he's getting his story ideas, but they have a, and then at the end of these stories, uh, these movies, which are pretty good movies, there will be a hotline so it's it's interesting how he's putting a little bit of, you know, social conscience into his movies, he's portraying military, military you know, as shooters. Yes, and that Boston Marathon, right? Movie he did. You know. Yeah, and that that dealt with the the uh, the police, absolutely, you know, in a positive light. And I and I want to, you know, call out to him on that, and just a big thanks to him for for taking that step and making that happen. So all that's right. great. So now we're going to talk about, what are we going to talk about well, here with Paul, what you brought uh, us? something deep in my heart. Um, we, we talked about the evil in, in movies, and you know our first show we talked about Harry Potter. But as I continue to do the research, mm -hmm. it's really scary stuff. It, yeah. it, it's really scary. Uh, Harry Potter is, takes the idea of making evil look innocent. Right. Making evil look innocent. And what, what I've been finding is that there's uh, Harry Potter study books and teacher guides that are going into the classrooms. Yeah. And, and it's just amazing. Uh, the, you know, one's called The Origins and Mysteries of Harry's World, uh, which includes the occult rites in the study guide. Mm. Another is exploring Harry Potter, including the study of witches, druids, and goddess worship. He's, he's going into the classroom. Now imagine if you're a parent and your child is coming back and they have spent their day, a portion of their day at least, going through these incantations, yes. learning these things, reciting them, who knows what. You right. Know? Well, people think that, that we're just kind of <laughs> yeah. joking that who, who can say anything bad about Harry Potter? But it, it has such a worldwide influence that mm -hmm. we're just going to speak the truth. Like, as one of my friends would say, like it, lump it, too bad, here <laughs> it is. So Newsweek did an article with J.K. Rowling's mm -hmm. and asked her, are children being confused into thinking that these magical powers and people are real? And her response was, yes. Mm. Okay. Uh, Reuters did a report. And J.K. Rowling said, the character of Harry, now listen to this, Paul. The character of Harry just strolled into my head. I really did feel he was someone who walked up and introduced himself to my mind's hmm. eye. Hmm. Hmm. Well, if you know anything about witchcraft, that's called channeling, where you channel darkness into your mind. Um, 
we'll, we'll leave it at that. And there was a, a letter from a witch who uh, I'd like to read. Just this is these are her words. It says that J.K. Rowling that Harry Potter books are training manuals for the occult. Mm. Now this wow. is from a witch herself. Mm -hmm. And uh, she goes on. She says at the at the school of witchcraft and wizardry at Hogwarts. At this occult school, Harry Potter learns how to obtain and use witchcraft equipment, like the wand and the spells and the potions. Mm -hmm. Now listen, this is, Larry has, Harry, not Larry, remember Larry. <laughs> Larry is his cousin. <laughs> Harry also learns a new vocabulary, uh, including words such as Azkaban, Siri, Draco, Ersitz, Hermes, and others, all of which are names for real demons. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Pretty scary. These are not characters of fiction. By reading these materials, many millions of young people are learning how to work with demon spirits. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that's just, I don't want my granddaughter um, getting involved in this stuff. Mm -hmm. This is one thing that when I watched The Deadly Hallows number one, they kept talking about the Hercrux, Horcrux. Mm -hmm. And then there were seven of them, and it was a major part of this movie. So I said, what the heck is that? So okay. I'm going to find out. All right. So listen to this. This will spin your bow tie, Paul. <laughs> okay, Hercux is an object in which a dark wizard or witch has hidden a fragment of his or her soul for the purpose of attaining immortality. You take a piece of your soul, mm -hmm. and you hide it somewhere into like a, a locket or something, and it's going to keep you alive even though the other half of your soul dies. I'm I mean, thinking of Janis Joplin. Take another little piece of my heart. There you go. Instead of heart, soul. Okay, go ahead. Now, these can only be created after committing murder. Ah. Uh, wow. Okay. Okay, so where where did that come in the story again? Like, this was the central object. Okay. Of the, he had to go and find all these before the evil... So somebody had, you know, according to... Right. To... Uh, this these experts somebody in order to have this would have had to have k-i-l-l-e-d yes someone okay which which of course is a supreme act of evil uh the the process for the creation of the horcrux includes mm -hmm. a spell and a horrific act is performed after the murder has been committed there are usually protective measures made to prevent this horrex from being stolen or Destroyed. Now, mm -hmm. just listen to this, okay? Uh, a horax is, is the word used for an object in which a person has concealed part of their soul. Yeah. Okay. Now, where does stuff like that come from, Paul? You think that comes from the human mind that you're mm -hmm. going to think about this stuff? Well, you split your soul and you hide part of it in an outside object of your body. Then, even if one's body is attacked or destroyed, one cannot die. Now, look at okay, this. so you got like half a soul over here it, and half a soul over yes. there. If somebody gets you over here, then you know, you just like you still got that one going on. It's like an amoeba, a it's, demonic amoeba, splitting and making two. I couldn't believe it. The only known book that provided specific instruction on oh, the wow. creation and nature of a horcrux was The Secrets of the Dark Art, mm. which was once held in the Hogwarts Library. Okay, due to the book's extremely dark and dangerous nature, 
it was hidden away. Now, the Bible in Revelation 2 says, do not learn Satan's deep secrets. Hmm. Okay? This kind of stuff only comes from the pit of hell. This has not come from a human mind just thinking, well, let's, let's have a cup of coffee and talk about how we can split our soul and become immortal. All right? It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? This comes from uh, the dark side. And it just, I hope people will check these things out before they just let their 10-year-old go to see Harry Potter and the Fantastic Beasts and all the other stuff and go to the theme park and just think it's right. just, It's not going to impact their life and mind, but it will. Right, and that's the thing, too, is we, we you talk about the theme park and you go there and you see all of these items for sale and we think oh it's a toy you know it's like a lightsaber you know or something like that well it's a wand and there's things they they saw it in the movie they saw them recite these words and stuff like that incantations gets children interested yes yeah and everybody had a wand and each one was personalized and you you know each one would do something different and you had to put your energy into the wand to really make Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the enemy, I think the enemy, you know, he copies, he's, he's the Antichrist, you know? And so I think of I think of Moshe, I think of Moses and his rod, and, you know, and the scripture yes. says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, you know? And so it's like the enemy has to have his little staff, his little right, wand, his wand, you know? And, uh, you know, and then kids start playing around with that and it's just uh yeah i that's our warning that's our i mean we we're saying it here and we're letting people know that that we're concerned you well know? these are the words of the author herself right okay we're not the, making this, we're not stuff making up. this stuff up we're trying to give you just some facts right that the secrets of the darkest art is some scary stuff yeah well we are running out of time i thank you for bringing that to our attention today i can't wait for next week because we're already done here and i you know what you don't have any more of those those movie lines or something to end this out with do you i mean put you on the spot you got you got something for me well i was thinking of the blues brothers we're just out of jail we've got a pack of cigarettes we've got a full tank of gas and we're off to joliet (laughs) all right well any of those any airplane or top gun you know those those kind of brothers i will i will quote those things dumb and dumber (laughs) all right thank you guys for joining us for basically the deal on movies a few things today that we got off our chest if you will and we hope that uh, you guys will let us know what you think if you have any other thoughts on this we'd love to be able to talk more about it if you have any insight on that show us what you have been studying yourself and most of all just keep your keep your eyes in the scripture and you know when you make choices with so with with yes. social media when you make choices with the movies that you're going to with your family just keep that scripture before you and and keep you know pray for your children that's right all right well bless you everybody thank you for joining us for basically the deal on movies